Hi, everybody. My name is Daniel Ross, and I'm one of the voices of Daniel Duck. And I'm going to be a guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Thank you for stopping by for another edition of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. This is episode 611 of the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with the guests from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, we have a fascinating guest joining us. He is the voice of Donald Duck and uh, also was the voice of um, the uh, Lucky Charms guide, Leprechaun. And he was in Transformers as far as the video games and things like that and so many other things. We're going to have a lot of fun here, so I hope you're going to stick around for that. Daniel Ross is going to be joining us. He's up for an Emmy this weekend, and keep your fingers crossed for him. And uh, that's for his work as Donald Duck, so we'll see what happens and want to... Thank him for joining us here. It's going to be a lot of lot of fun. So uh, I got to tell you that I know last episode I told you that we were going to have a music guest coming our way. Every time I tell you something, <laughs> something changes. So I, I, I'm not going to tell you anything anything ahead of time again because uh, unfortunately the person got ill and we had to change things. And uh, Daniel's here, so uh, I, and there was a mess up there. I messed up. I missed the interview when I was supposed to do it. We got another one in there. So, anyways, it's it's uh, you know I'm just not going to tell you anything any, ahead of time again. <laughs> so. Anyways, uh, Daniel Ross will be coming up in a moment, and uh, we've got a lot of good things coming your way, so get ready. It's time for Remake Madness. Remake Madness. Well, speaking of Transformers, which Daniel did the voice on, uh, some of the characters on the video games, but Transformers The Rise of the Beast lands in theaters on June 9th, and they're now saying that it is not a sequel, but rather a reboot. All right. And Guy Ritchie says the live-action remake of Her- Hercules could be done within the next year. And that's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, let's take a peek at what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, it looks like Tony Collette will star in an, as an unlikely mob boss in the film Mafia Mama. And that will be coming your way on April 14th. And the World War II spy thriller The Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare with Henry Cavell will start filming in February with Guy Ritchie at the helm. And uh, director Ang Lee's son, Mason Lee, will star in a biopic of Bruce Lee. And that's it for upcoming new movies. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, why don't we take a peek at what's coming your way as far as sequels. Sequels. It looks like the trailer for the John Wick Chapter 4 film is now out, and the movie hits theaters on March 24th. The action film sequel Nobody 2 with Bob Odenkirk is looking at filming next year, and Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny will be in theaters on June 30th. That's it for sequels coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, TV on DVD. 
TV on DVD. Well, it looks like Star Trek Discovery Season 4 is beamed onto DVD, Blu-ray, limited edition steelbook, and digital. And uh, it is out now. And The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet Ultimate Christmas Collection is on DVD right now. And The Man Who Fell to Earth Season 1 will be landing on DVD on January 10th. That's it. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, Movies on DVD. Movies on DVD. Well, Ticket to Paradise with Julia Roberts and George Clooney comes to digital on December 9th and on Blu-ray and DVD on December 13th. Angry Neighbors with Frank Langella arrives on DVD and Blu-ray on January 10th, and The System with Tyrese Gibson and Terrence Howard bust onto DVD and Blu-ray on January 3rd. That's it for Movies on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and Entertainment Time. TV and Entertainment Time. Well, it looks like Apple TV Plus has renewed Surface for a second season, and AMC Plus's Moonhaven has been canceled a second season for the show. And Clarence Gilliard Jr. of Die Hard and Walker, Texas Ranger fame has passed this past week at the age of 66. And that's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we have voice actor Daniel Ross, who uh, you've heard as the, the Lucky Charm Leprechaun and as Donald Duck and as... Uh, Starscream on Transformers, the video game, and uh, just so many other things. And he's going to be up for an Emmy this weekend. So keep our fingers crossed for him and wish him luck. He is up for his work on Mickey and Minnie Wish Upon a Christmas. So uh, hopefully he'll be walking away with that. But uh, he's a great guy and he's a lot of fun to talk to. We've got him coming up next. It is... Daniel Ross, next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today's guest on On Screen and Beyond is nominated for an Emmy at this weekend's first annual Children and Family Emmy Awards for Outstanding Voice Performance in a Preschool Animated Program for his voice work in Mickey and Minnie Wish Upon a Christmas. He is only one of three people who have been officially doing the voice character of Donald Duck for Disney. And he was also Lucky the Leprechaun and Starscream on the Transformers the Game and so many others. It's Daniel Ross. Daniel, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Well, hello there. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, what a boy. Hey there. Thanks for having me, man. <laughs> great. It's, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on here. And uh, I've That was a great introduction. Do you do, you do that for all your guests? I, well, I, boy, that, that list of, of, you know, the first annual Children's Family Emmy Awards for Outstanding Performance. <laughs> that, that's a long thing there. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. But, you know, congratulations on that. You, I mean, you deserve Thank it. Thank you. That, that is great. I mean, uh, we'll see what happens. Hopefully it'll come through for you. 
you know, time will tell. But uh, for for my sake, uh, I'm just excited to to be where I am and uh, to be recognized at all for your work is always uh, tremendous. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm nominated uh, alongside some pretty amazing talent and uh, the, the competition is definitely there. But we'll see what happens on Sunday. And I wish you luck. Uh, that's going to be uh, exciting. Thank you. And, and I'm sure. Now, are they doing the full thing, or is there, are there any restrictions because of COVID and all that sort of stuff? No, this is a this is a full in person event. Uh, obviously, there are some COVID protocols um, uh, in place, you know, from from uh, the, the Emmys. Um, but yeah, this is a in person event, and I'm excited to be be around people again. Yeah, it's, it'll be nice to get to get out and do something like that. Um, Let alone throw on a tuxedo and and have some fun. Where, where, now, where were they having this? Uh, it's in downtown Los Angeles. I, I don't recall the exact name of the theater that we're going to be at, uh, but yeah, it's a it's a location in uh, in Los Angeles. So you're you're crisscrossing the country right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Presently, I'm in Florida because we're celebrating my grandmother's 100th birthday, wow. and I'll be flying back to LA Saturday night uh, to get to the Emmys on Sunday. Wow! Congratulate her on her 100th birthday. That's 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 an achievement for sure. Oh, my goodness, yes. We're so happy. <laughs> yeah. So now, you know, over the years, we've had uh, quite a few different people who have done voices for different uh, uh, Disney stuff a lot. Uh, and uh, I've actually worked with Bill Farmer on a film. And, oh, fantastic. I know Bill. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's a lot of fun to, to work with. But Donald Duck, I mean, it's such an iconic character. And did you ever think, I mean, you know, you, you started doing this when you were three, I believe it was. Is that correct? That's right. That's right. It was the very first voice I ever learned how to do when I was a kid because my mom taught me how to do it. Uh, so my mother, Michelle, uh, who loved to be called Mama Duck, she was uh, a very good uh, uh, quacker in her own right. <laughs> and uh, that kind of became our love language. So, you know, good times, bad times. We could always you know, quack each other up, uh, you know, with a little Donald Duck talk. And that was something very special between the two of us. Oh, that's nice. So she, she was an integral part uh, of this journey uh, into working with Disney and being Donald Duck and embodying the character. Uh, she was there with me every step of the way. Hmm. Now, did you ever think back then, I mean, at three years old, you don't even know what the Emmys are. I mean, you have no clue. <laughs> but did you... Through the years, growing up, did you even ever think that you might be able to do Donald Duck on you know for Disney? Well, no, I never thought I would. I you know I did a really good impression to you know laugh with my friends or you know make some kids smile, but it was never anything that I aspired to or even thought was a possibility uh, until I moved to L.A. In 2014, and not long thereafter, I got an audition from Disney for Donald, and my jaw was on the floor because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've been working on this in my entire life. What are the odds? <laughs> so I, I think it was over a 1,000 people that had submitted, and I was called back to Disney and went through a, pro a rigorous process. And then I got the phone call, hey, you, you booked the job, and your first job is on Mickey and the Roadster Racers for Disney Junior. And uh, that moment was just so tremendous. Uh, I mean, the very first phone call I made was to Mama Duck right afterwards to, uh, you know, celebrate and be excited. She was on the phone, and I was on the phone at the same time going, 
<laughs> you know, on either end. Yeah. And uh, it was just, it was something really special uh, between the two of us. Um, I, I lost my mom this year to cancer, unfortunately. Oh, and uh, the last thing that she and I watched together uh, was Mickey and Minnie Wish Upon a Christmas. Because um, that was my uh, curtain call as Donald Duck. I voiced the character for seven years, starting with Mickey and the Roadster Racers and finishing with uh, that special. But we watched it together, and I submitted to the Emmys on a whim. You know, I didn't think anything would happen by it, but I figured, hey, this is a great way to honor my mom and the legacy and the journey that she and I went through together. And so we got the nomination. And so I don't care what happens. I'm just grateful for that opportunity to talk about her and share, you know, who she was and what she instilled within me uh, to other people. And she was a bit of a success on uh, TikTok. We we shared some videos of us uh, doing the voice together, and it uh, you know went viral, and people really fell in love with her. So um, a lot of people shared wonderful comments, you know, in her in her final days that really lifted her spirit. And I just have so much to be grateful for on that front. Yeah. Wow. And, and now, this was not the first thing you ever did uh, as far as voice work. Uh, you had done a lot of other things, correct? Correct. I I hadn't done a lot of things, but I had my big first break, I would say, in 2007, where I voiced Decepticon Starscream from Transformers the Game. (laughs) That was a a big one for me. That got me on the convention circuit and meeting other voice actors, and uh, I, I quickly realized voice acting was something that I really wanted to do. So I made a concerted effort. Like I said, I moved out to L.A. from uh, from Washington, D.C. I drove my car cross country uh, just to take a shot and see what would happen. And so far, so good. Hmm. Now, I, I understand you did some of the voices for the Gremlins. Is that correct? Ah, yes. So there's a, a video game out right now called Multiverses from Warner Brothers. And uh, it's a, a fighting style game with all their different characters from different properties. So I was cast to voice uh, Gizmo and Stripe from the Gremlins movies. Gizmo, And of course, his nemesis, Stripe. Gizmo, Yum, yum. So those were really fun characters and obviously iconic from my childhood. Um, I also voice a character called Uncle Shagworthy from Scooby-Doo, who is uh, Shaggy's zillionaire rich uncle, like Uncle Shagworthy at your service. <laughs> so we do some fun fun voices for multiverses. It's a fun game. Yeah, wow. that's Because uh, yeah. when I saw Gremlins, I was thinking the movie, the original movie, and I thought, you must have been four years old. <laughs> Actually, that's probably not far from the truth. Uh, now, Gizmo was originally voiced by Howie Mandel, uh, and uh, Stripe was originally voiced by Frank Welker. Uh, but for the uh, video games, uh, they, they were kind enough to, to hire me. So uh, uh, it's it's pretty cool to uh, be a small part of those characters' uh, legacy. Yeah. I don't know when you did the Lucky Charms guy, the leprechaun. Uh, for the- yeah, so, Lucky. How, how we voiced Lucky that? from 2015 to 2017. Uh, and we did lots and lots of spots. I've only seen a couple of the spots. I, I don't know where they all went. But, uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun with Lucky because they're magically delicious. Frosted Lucky Charms, they're magically delicious. Yeah, he was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And I used to love Lucky Charms cereal when I was a kid. Oh, my gosh. I would pick out all the marshmallows. I'd put them into a ball, and I would eat the ball of marshmallows. 
And then I'd look at my hands, and it looked like I murdered a unicorn. It was just so colorful. <laughs> yeah. So which, which character would you say was the, the most uh, challenging to do? Oh, hands down, Donald Duck. Donald Duck, really? because the, the key element of it is I'm not using my vocal cords. I'm using a mechanism in my cheek to, to create the sound. I'm reverberating the back of my tongue against a pocket of air in my cheek. And it's a very complicated uh, process to be able to not only make the sound, but then speak with it and enunciate. And so I really had my work cut out for me, not just because of the mechanism, but because of the character. And I had over 80 plus years of content to pour over to, you know, mine for little things that made Donald uniquely Donald. Uh, as an example, what's the difference between when he laughs and when he chuckles? Well, when he laughs, it's a diaphragmic <laughs> as opposed to a chuckle, which is a very different sound. And so it was I took responsibility uh, to put that on my on my plate and figure all these things out. So when I got to the session, uh, I had lots of things to offer uh, to just keep it grounded and keep it the character that people want to hear. When you're doing Donald Duck, is, is it in the back of your mind that? I mean, this is a legacy that has been going on for so long. Uh, were you nervous doing that? <laughs> you know, I mean. Oh my gosh! Yes, absolutely. I, I mean, talk about uh, some responsibility on my shoulders. Uh, Donald Duck is 88 years young, and so uh, to be the third person to have you know ever officially voiced him for TV and media, yeah, there was a lot of pressure there. Not only that, oh my gosh, I get to work for Disney. So uh, I, I really, again, I, I took a lot of responsibility on my shoulders to get it right. And um, my produ the producers on my show wanted to drive the narrative with the character much more than had been done before. So, you know, the shtick with Donald Duck is, what do you say? What do you say? <laughs> and so they asked if I could enunciate a little bit clearer with the voice and also pitch him up slightly so that it would be more friendly and accessible to the preschool audience. So Clarence Nash kind of sounded like, whereas mine was, so you can hear the slight difference when I put it side by side, but most, most fans, they hear, and so I feel like I've done my job. <laughs> well, that that's great. I mean, like I say, it's such an iconic character that uh, it's, it, it's you, you had to be nervous. I mean, there's no question. It's, you know. Oh, he's known worldwide for generations. My parents knew who he was. My grandparents did. My great grandparents knew who he was. Yeah. So, and future generations will will have the same thing. So he'll be along. He'll be around much longer than I will. <laughs> or any of us. <laughs> but, exactly. But he, uh, you know, you you got to know that Walt's up there looking at you, and, and he's you know. <laughs> He wants this to be right. I mean, there's no question about it. And uh, for you, well, to be I, I can only hope that that's why you know Disney hired me, and uh, we got to work on those shows because uh, I, I just had so much passion for the character, and obviously my you know story and upbringing with the character just meant so much to me to be able to be a good steward and caretaker of something that so many people care about. I mean, I can't tell you how many times. Uh, people come up to me and say, you know, my uncle, my father, my cousin, uh, my best friend, you know, would always do the Donald Duck voice for me and it would always cheer me up. 
And so to share that with everybody else, that my mom, you know, used to do that with me, uh, is is kind of true Disney magic in in my eyes. That that one character kind of brings us all together in a moment of joy. Hmm. Now, was voiceover work what you originally wanted to do, or were you, I know you did some earlier stuff where you actually were in front of the camera, correct? Yeah, that's right. Um, so voice acting is just another medium of the performing arts and acting. And no, I, I never thought that I would be going down this path. Uh, I wanted to do theater. I wanted to do on camera. And I did all those things. And somebody told me a long time ago, don't be afraid to let your dreams change. And so uh, I discovered voiceover and, you know, realized that it had kind of always been my superpower. You know, when I was imitating cartoon characters, you know, in front of the TV, Saturday morning cartoons, uh, you know, getting into lots of trouble as a teenager with prank phone calls and, you know, uh, all that stuff. I, I just never realized until later in life, hey, that's a job that somebody can have. Why not me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And as soon as that kicked in, uh, game, game over. All right. Now, now you, you can't just leave me here, you know, standing here with, with what you just said. You said you used to do characters when you were a kid of shows on TV. Uh, oh, yeah. What, what were some of the shows that you were watching that you were imitating? Oh, man, anything that came on. I, you know, Looney Tunes, the, the Disney characters, uh, classic Popeye, uh, you know, Pink Panther, Masters of the Universe, Transformers, especially. I'm a huge Transformers fan. Um, uh, you know, Smurfs, Gem and the Holograms, anything that was on, I was always trying to imitate uh, or taking those voices and then, you know, playing with my action figures when I was a kid. Um, so, yeah, it's always kind of been in me that I would be a mimic and I would imitate. And so, uh, yeah, here we are all these years later uh, doing it uh, for, for, for fun and for realsies. So, I mean, I, normally people say, what's your best character you can do? But how about uh, when you were doing all these characters, uh, you know, in front of the screen, TV, when you were a kid, what's the worst one that you know, boy, I blew this and this thing was, <laughs> I did a horrible <laughs> imitation of this thing. <laughs> I wouldn't say there was any that were horrible, but there were sustain. And, uh, you know, when I was going through and examining uh, my own, you know, strengths and opportunities uh, to kind of leverage where I would fit in in the voiceover industry, you know, I went through one by one and examined all the voices in my head. And Yosemite Sam came out as one, one of the Looney Tunes characters. And, you know, oh, I hate that rabbit. I'm going to blast him. And that's about all I can say is Yosemite Sam. So uh, I, I use him as an example uh, of one of those things. I just I can't sustain the voice. I can't sustain the voice. I can get I can be similar. Um, but a lot of what I get asked to do these days are uh, voice matches for celebrities. And so uh, we do a lot of ADR if a if a certain celebrity isn't available to come back into the studio to record a line or two, they'll hire a voice actor who sounds similar. Um, and so, yeah, I, I do audition for those things sometimes. But uh, yeah, a lot of my stuff is high energy, quirky, cartoony uh, characters. So I, I, I love that that's kind of where I've fallen into. Yeah. Well, most of the time that you were uh, working on, you know, as Donald Duck and everything on Mickey's, uh, Mickey and the Roaster uh, races yeah. and the, the, wish upon christmas um with those uh, 
were you doing, how did they do it? Was it one person in the studio in a booth doing it, or did you have an ensemble there that you were all talking together, you know, and, and actually going through the whole show, or what, what, how did it work? Uh, we were in the booth by ourselves. Um, most of the recording these days is uh, solo in the booth. Mm -hmm. So we'll either, uh, you know, listen to the other actor's uh, performance if we need, uh, you know, reference. Uh, but we go in with a voice director and they guide you through the different scenes. And eventually, if you're working on the same show, you kind of know what the other characters are going to sound like. You know what the responses are going to be. So it's not very difficult to, to maneuver in that environment. But, man, let me tell you, when we get a room full of voice actors together and do a group read, it is so much fun. Mm -hmm. The energy in that room, we just we hype each other up, and it's just hilarious. Yeah. Well, when I worked with Bill Farmer, I was telling you that I worked with him. Um, we also had uh, – Bill worked alone, on, you know, and most of the people we worked alone. But um, we had two guys work together, Jess Harnell and Jeff Bennett. You may know Yeah. Them, I'm not sure. I do. You get the two of them, or, you know, like you say, everybody's feeding off everybody, and, and it was a riot. I mean, it just... Yes. It, <laughs> it's almost hard to get any work done. <laughs> yes, but, I mean, it was so much fun, you know? Uh, it was it was just something to have, you know, like, I, I can see the process of doing it alone, because it goes quickly, but when you get them in there, the energy is just so much better i think <laughs> you know? oh yeah anytime i've done a group read is just so much fun it's so much fun but hey you know it's it's a testament to kind of what we do you know we're we're adults that uh, are very much in touch with our inner child and we're having fun and we're playing and uh to have a job where i get to do that is just mind-boggling to me hmm. if you hadn't gone into this what do you think you would have done you know, I like working with my hands. Uh, I had contemplated being an auto mechanic or a chef. Uh, those those were some alternate uh, timelines, and there was uh, a point where I uh, had uh, acquired paperwork to run for state congress uh, back in Maryland. And uh, I just decided to go to L.A. instead and, and do voice acting. But, hmm. uh, yeah, in an alternate uh, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, those might have been some alternate Daniels. Yeah, I can picture it now. Uh, I need my car fixed. Who do I go see? Somebody, oh, go see the guy that sounds like Donald Duck. You know? Right. <laughs> He's an auto McQuackick. Right. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> All right, Daniel. Um, I, I know we got to finish up, but uh, I want to finish up with two final questions. Um, okay. Before we go into that, I do want to uh, wish you uh, so much luck with your Emmy nomination this weekend and uh, you know, wish you luck in getting that and uh, everything. Do you have anything going on right now that uh, new things that are coming up that you'd like to let us know about? Oh, absolutely, and thank you for, for letting me uh, 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 shout it out. Uh, I mentioned Multiverses uh, from Warner Brothers. That's available now uh, on most uh, platforms. Uh, really, really fun game. Uh, you can hear me in Diablo Immortal. You can hear me in Genshin Impact, uh, Mickey Mouse Funhouse. I play some fun characters. Um, oh, gosh, uh, stuff I can't talk about. <laughs> no, I understand, yeah. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, so a lot of video games coming out, um, and uh, I can't wait to announce those as they let me know that I can. Great. Okay, final question. When you sit back and relax, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past, and what's your favorite movies now and of the past? 
Ooh, good question. Uh, TV shows. Uh, currently, I really enjoyed uh, Andor on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. the Star Wars uh, Rogue One series. I really enjoyed that. Uh, I really enjoyed Tim Burton's Wednesday, based on the Adams Family for Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenna Ortega is uh, just she eats that role alive. Uh, so I really enjoyed watching those. Those are probably two. Uh, current ones. Um, I used to be really into Lost. I loved Lost and the mystery that surrounded that show. Uh, that was something that I just, oh man, I devoured that show. Um, movies, I would say for inspiration, uh, The Adventures of Baron Munchausen, definitely one of my favorites, an early one of Uma Thurman's and Robin Williams. Uh, one that not many people know about, but I certainly hope uh, people check out because it very much is me uh, and my imagination. Uh, the Adventures of Baron Munchausen, um, I would say Hook is another one. I've got Robin Williams in two movies there. He was a huge inspiration for me. Um, but yeah, those are those are probably some ones that I really enjoyed. Uh, I'm unbiased when I say uh, Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, I was in it. In the first 30 seconds, you could hear my voice, but I loved the misdirection in that movie, and uh, Joaquin's performance was just incredible. What, 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 did an, you, what did you do in that? What, what voice were you? So as in the first 30 seconds of the movie Joker, as they're panning in on Joaquin Phoenix doing his makeup in the mirror, you hear on the radio some testaments from uh, the local New York community about the trash. And I think my line was, uh, you, you can't go down no, no one avenue without there being nothing but garbage and rats. So that was my, my claim to fame in, in Joker. Okay, uh, I'll but, have to listen but to I'm that. in it. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So that was, that was a lot of fun. But I'll tell you, man, as a performer, the thing that I love the most, the thing that gives me the most satisfaction is when I'm able to elicit uh, uh, emotion from other people, to stir emotion in other people, good, bad, otherwise, you know, if I'm playing a bad character and you really hate me, like, I'm doing my job. If you love me and you feel things that you haven't felt before, then I'm doing my job. So I really appreciate other actors uh, who do the same for me. And uh, those are just, you know, a few examples. Yeah. Well, Daniel, it's been a lot of fun having you on, and I thank you so much for sharing with us, and uh, good luck at the Emmys this weekend. Thank you so much. If I may, if your followers would like to find me on social media, uh, follow me everywhere uh, under actor Daniel Ross. Uh, I've got a great TikTok. Follow me there. Uh, we, we talk about voiceover. We have fun with the fans with Donald Duck. Uh, I'll make you laugh. I'll make you cry. I think you should stop on by. There he is, the voice of Donald Duck, the leprechaun from Lucky Charms and uh, Transformers and so many other things, Daniel Ross. Thank him so much for joining us here, and uh, we wish him luck on his Emmy nomination. So uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed for him. And we have so much going on, and like I said, I am not going to tell you of what's coming up or who's coming up or any hint of it, because every time I do that, uh, I, you know, end up not having that or, or I add another show or take away a show or what, you know, it just, <laughs> it just doesn't seem to work out with me. Uh, years ago, uh, back uh, in the, probably the uh, 2009 or 10 or something like that, I stopped doing that specifically because you never know. I mean, you know, like I said, somebody could get ill or somebody uh, could d- just not show up or whatever, you know, whatever, or I get sick or whatever. And uh, it, it, 
so I stopped that and I said, okay, I'm not going to do a, a, you know, who's up next because it doesn't never works out right. And sure enough, I started again and, uh, it just didn't work out. So, uh, but the good thing is the person who is ill is going to be coming on in a couple of weeks. So, uh, uh, we'll see what happens with that. And, uh, also I, um, I, I, I can't tell you if I will have another show between now and the new year, uh, if I say I will, <laughs> it could change. Or if I say I won't, it could change that way too. So uh, anyways, we will be back for more episodes of On Screen and Beyond. I promise we've got the people lined up and uh, they'll be coming your way. So I hope you'll uh, keep listening to On Screen and Beyond. If we are taking a break here for the holiday season, I hope that you will go back and go into our archives and you will turn around our reruns as we call them here and you will listen to uh, all the old episodes of On Screen and Beyond, the amazing guests we've had, uh, whether it's voiceover actors or uh, uh, movie stars or TV stars or musicians or Grammy winners, Emmy winners, Oscar winners, everything. We've got them all, and I hope you'll take your time and go back and listen to that because we have over 611 of them, uh, as we are up to now, 611. So I hope that you'll take the time to go back and listen. Now, you can go to any of the major podcast providers. Of course, Apple, that's our biggest one. We get the most people listening from there. But Spotify is coming up strong. Amazon Music, Podbeam, those are the the ones that are really doing a lot. And we get a lot of people on our website, onscreenandbeyond.com, that go and uh, click on there. But I do not have, you're going to get a lot of um, dead links on there. So uh, if you want an easy way to see pictures of people who we have on, you can go there, scroll down. Then you go to your podcast provider and you can look it up. I am in the process of adding those links up there, but it is, believe me, it is a, since we've made that move, I'll never do that again. I, I, I say that, but it, you know, I probably will. But uh, it's, it's, it's just been crazy. It's been like over a year trying to get everything crossed over into it. But uh, you, uh, I am slowly doing it. I did a whole, I did a whole season, season two. I got it all done, put it up uh, last week, and uh, then I found out that uh, every link was uh, the same one, same person. <laughs> every single one that I put up, I think there were about, I don't know, 30, 40 of them, and uh, they, uh, you know, Don Most. No matter who you clicked, you got Don Most. <laughs> so. <laughs> I had to go back and start. I'm, I'm slowly doing that again, you know, getting them. Uh, season one, we have them all up there. You can get those easily at onscreenandbeyond.com. But uh, the other ones, there's uh, it's, it's hit or miss. You might get some that are good and some that are, are dead links. But uh, we will continue and hopefully be nice if I could get some of this done over this, uh, this holiday break, you know, and uh, see what I can do about uh, getting those all done. I'd really like to get that out of my hair. And... Um, if you could leave us a, a review on uh, whatever podcast provider you are getting us on, we would appreciate that very much. Tell a friend about On Screen and Beyond. I'm sure there's uh, over 600 people that we've had here, uh, whether you're a music fan or if you're a, a TV fan, whatever, or movies. Uh, we've got so many different people up there, amazing people, and they uh, just tell their story, and it's so interesting to hear them. So we uh, hope you'll do that and uh, keep our numbers going up. We are rising fast, fast, and uh, we uh, just having so many episodes, you know, people can um, take a lot of time. <laughs> and uh, I got uh, the end of the year 
results of how many, you know, people, how many minutes of uh, shows we have put up. And we are like 76% more than, than most podcasts have. We, we have so much content that we've been putting up and uh, it's all because of the great guests we've had and because you're listening and that makes those people and more people want to be on the show and we appreciate it so much and I hope you'll keep doing that. And uh, that's it. I think that's a wrap. If we don't have a show between now and Christmas and New Year's, I want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas, a Hanukkah, whatever you're celebrating. I want to thank you so much and uh, wish you the best and wish everybody a great New Year. And uh, I will see you for sure after the the New Year. Uh, But you never know what's going to happen in between. So until then. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and uh, enjoy the happy new year. So I hope everything goes well for you, and uh, thank you very much. That's it. That is a wrap for this episode of On Screen and Beyond. So until next time, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. (laughs) 